to the Brian Marketing Group podcast. My name is Jason Bryan, the owner and founder of Brian Marketing Group, and I'm so excited today to have um, an incredible guest on. We have Elizabeth Summer uh, on our show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, listen, it is it is such uh, a pleasure to have you. Elizabeth is a uh, nurse practitioner that specializes in aesthetics and functional medicine. Um, she completed her Bachelor's of Science in Nursing from the University of Florida. So you're Correct. a gator. I am. There you go. Um, I And then she completed a Master of Science um, from FAU. So you're also an owl. I am. So a gator and an owl. Um, and she's a fellow in uh, anti-aging, regener- uh, regenerative and functional medicine, um, along with um, integrative cancer therapies um, by, is it A4M? A4M. What is A4M? American Anti-Aging Medicine. So that it's actually... Or, I'm sorry, American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. So there's the actually... Okay, I got it. There's a, four A's. That makes so much more sense <laughs> to me now. Um, she's also a Reiki master and yoga teacher. Um, she lives right here in, in beautiful South Florida. Um, but the reason, and, and one of the most exciting reasons that we have you on the show today is this this book. Um, it's, it's a Knight's uh, Faith Redeemed. Tell me... How did this come to you? Like, give me the background story. I know it's 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 based off of a biography, but 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 help me to understand kind of where it came from and how this uh, became a passion of yours. So about ten years ago, my mother was doing Ancestry.com. Okay. For close to a year, it was like her bucket list. Right. She retired, and she went way back. Okay. Way way back. So this is like family lineage stuff. Maybe, maybe not. She's okay. not really sure Okay. because records weren't kept very well and preserved. And she said, we might, this might be a link to our ancestors. Okay. And I had to read this character's biography. I just had to read like two, three pages enough at least. Sure. And history considered her the worst queen of England. Okay. And if you read about her, Isabella Talifer she didn't sound all that bad to me. She really didn't. She just sounded like a woman that was very ahead of her time, maybe, and right. misunderstood. And as I read more about her story, I felt like maybe her husband was also misunderstood. I can that that relates. That's very yes. relatable. Yes, and and uh, so her husband was John Plantagenet, King of England. Got it. And since then, there has never been a King of England by the name John. It's almost like bad luck. Yeah. Like you just don't name your first royal born son, John, because yeah. it might turn out like that. Mm. Um, so he was considered, yeah, the worst king of England. John Lackland was a nickname Got because it. he lost all his lands all in France, lands. basically, that were his at birth. And I st- so as a Reiki practitioner, I like to meditate on things. Mm-hmm. And I've always enjoyed writing as a child, as a teenager. That was a hobby of mine Mm -hmm. and I feel the most creative when I'm writing. Okay. And to me, creativity is we're the closest to our own creator. We're the closest to God when we're creating something with pure joy, without an expectation, without putting a label on it, without saying, I'm going to publish this or I'm going to print this or I'm going to sell it or I'm going to make money off of it just to be in that childlike state of creating. Hmm. It's like a flow. And so I was meditating because that's something that I like to do. And an idea popped in my head about this particular woman. And it, and the word redemption just kept coming into my mind, like redeem. Hmm. Redemption, redeem, 
And I'm like, redeeming qualities? Like, what do you mean? Like, elaborate. Yeah. And um, and I just kept meditating. I have my crystals around me. I know I look so out of no, it this sometimes. Is cool. I um, people are either going to listen to this and think I'm completely crazy, or they're going to totally resonate with it. Yeah. Um, so I have my tarot cards also. Okay. And to me, tarot cards are just they're kind of like a graphic novel. They're like a comic book. And so I'm asking questions about this character and the thoughts that are popping into my head and I'm just laying out tarot cards. And before I know it, I'm like connecting the dots creatively, kind of writing my own story. Hmm. And um, that's how it started. So I started out actually writing the second book first and I wrote chapters backwards because as I was unfolding it, I felt like I was seeing it in my head, but it was playing backwards. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like in rewind. So then I wrote the first one after the after second the second one. It's kind of a Harry Potter Star Wars vibe. Yes. It, okay. Very, very much. And what I would do is I would just sit and I would meditate and like ideas would come to me. And then of course I had to Google it. Mm -hmm. And whatever I could Google that I could confirm, I kept. I kept the names, I kept the places, I kept the um technicalities of it. Okay. And whatever I couldn't confirm was just free reign. Like a your your ability or your it became this mix of fiction and nonfiction. Correct. Cool. Correct. Very it cool. becomes more like a soft history. History is written by the winners. Like it. Okay. It's written by the person who won the war. It's written by the richest person who paid the person to write the book. Got it. That's how I see it. Yeah. Uh, um, and then especially so in twenty twenty when we were all furloughed for I was out of work like maybe seven weeks, not a big deal, but long enough. So, yeah. I had nothing else to do, and um. My daughter didn't really need me to teach her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I I wrote most of book one. Awesome. During 2020. And I healed a lot of my own personal wounds. I I felt. Yeah. As, as I write, I heal. So I write layers as I heal myself. And, and sometimes I would just get ideas like out of nowhere. I could be like doing my laundry. And something would pop in my head because I'd be at kind of like a roadblock or like a writer's block. You hear, yeah. oh, how do I make this character fall in love with this one? And then, boom, I'd get an idea. Oh, my God. And then I have to write my journal because I'm kind of old fashioned. I like to handwrite, too. I love that. So I started handwriting first and then I was like, this is going to take way too long. So I popped out my laptop. Um, so I do have a bunch of journals of notes where I would make little outlines. I would do an outline. If I was in a pinch, you know, sure. if I only had like 20 minutes or so, and then I'd wait like a week or a month or however long it took for me to actually sit down for a few hours and write the chapter. Um, Do you find that that the story in some way, as it has this, it seems to have had this like healing, redeeming factor for you. Do you find yourself in the story and the narrative or is it, where do you pull the inspiration from, I guess? I find myself relating to several of the characters. Okay. Like I'm a mixture. Okay. So um, Claudius is one of my favorite characters. Okay. He's just like that rock. He's that, he, he's, he's a hospitaler knight. And so he went through a moment of crisis of faith mm -hmm. and he had to rebuild his faith to move forward with the mission that he had at hand. And it took Isabella, who was a young girl, 12 years old, she was so innocent, but she was so passionate. And she had that like unspoiled faith. Hmm. And so they had to meet, they had a, you know, he was like an uncle to her. Sure. Try not to give spoilers out there. Um, but he basically had to redeem his faith to level up his mission to the next step. 
And it's really a story about how history might not be what we think it is. Hmm. Um, it's obviously a strong female lead. And I really wanted to write it where it shows the balance within not just a marriage, but a relationship sure. between Isabella and John and how she actually really supported him when the world didn't see it that way. Okay. Okay. So it was more like, cause she was never charged with treason. She was never charged with conspiracy, at least not in that, in that, in that setting when she went to France later on, she did. But for in that, that chapter. for that uh, scenario, they really, no one could really find anything wrong with her other than she was so in love with her husband that they would, they'd have sex and they'd sleep in and it would distract him from his duties. That was the worst thing. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, doesn't sound too. That doesn't sound very bad to me. Exactly. That sounds like the goal. Yeah. Um, Hashtag life goals. It's good to be the king. There you go. Was that Mel Brooks? Um, And so I really wanted to write a new spin on that. And so I used that for that particular example. I used that as their bedroom time was a time where she could discuss uncensored her methods and her thoughts. Hmm. And actually most of the things that he was doing were actually inspired by her. And so the only time that they had uninterrupted time was in their bedroom. Hmm. So she used the bedroom time to influence her husband, not just on a sexual level, but on an intellectual level as well and diplomatic. And was that the the catalyst that, that may have caused her to become or be be known as the worst? Mm-hmm. Or it's just it was. The, the distraction perhaps? It was the distraction. So it... It almost sounds um, Broadway-ish or like like a story that you might see um, a play about or something like that, but almost Hamilton um, vibes where there's this hidden undertone story that a lot of people don't know. Um, but I think that's awesome. I think that the... the I'm excited to read it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I haven't read it yet. Um, without giving away too much, is there plans for... A third or a fourth? So I originally intended a trilogy. Okay. And the second one, I have 222 pages on my laptop right now. That's a good one, yeah. And what I'm doing is I'm integrating the characters I created in book one into book two that weren't there from the beginning. So that takes a little while. Um, So that one is A Queen's Conscience Redeemed. Okay. Because that's after she's... She gets married. She's been crowned queen and she's developing in her leadership role. And so she has to level up her skills to keep up with her husband. Love it. And so it's her development. It's her emotional and spiritual development. And she's very, she's extremely emotional because in those days they were like 13 when they got married. So she right. was a teenage girl with, you know, everything that goes with that. Yeah, everything that goes right. with that. Exactly. So there's a lot of emotion in there. And then she has her mentors that really ground her and teach her to ground her emotions. And there's some metaphysical and spiritual aspects in there too that I bring in. Um, I bring in Merlin. I bring in um, the Pythias, the Oracles of Delphi. Hmm. So there's, it's a, a, ver- a varied mix right. of some legendary artifacts in there. The third one will be a King's Conscience Redeemed. And I've, I haven't written that yet. I haven't started that yet. Okay. My aim is that that will be her son. So her son, King Henry, was actually a very good king. Yeah. He was peaceful. He maintained the borders. He maintained the trade. He spent time with his family. He was a good father. He's not very well known because he wasn't out raging and pillaging and conquering other lands. Right. But I'm going to write it as he, he was influenced by his mother. 
So and the perspective of the the perspective that the story is told, or that were, is it from her perspective um, in the first book or two, or what is the is it more of a bird's eye watching over it? It's in third person. Okay, it's third person limited point of view. Cool. And then you would imagine that would be in the in the King's Redemption as well. You mm-hmm. imagine the same kind of yes. Cool. I, I love that. Yes. Um, do you see? synergies between some of the like Reiki and yoga stuff that, that you're, um, that you practice, does that play in at all or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Always. So I do quote some, uh, Rumi. Okay. Cause I'm a big Rumi fan. Yeah. So I do put some Rumi in there. I did put in, I think it'll be the end of chapter, the end of book two. Okay. Cause it's not finalized yet. I have some Ho'oponopono. Okay. If you're familiar, are you familiar with that? Give me, give me the okay, so, notes. Yeah. So Ho'oponopono is the Hawaiian like forgiveness meditation practice. Okay. Where it's please forgive me, I'm sorry, I love you. Oh no, thank you, I love you. Cool. And and so one of the characters, I obviously don't call it Ho'oponopono, but that's a very just emotional chapter. Like I cried when I wrote it. Yeah. So um, so I have that in there. I don't have the Reiki so much in there because it wasn't known. Right. In that world, I have um, Leonardo Pisano, who's also known as Leonardo Fibonacci. Okay. So he's in there because he his book was written at that time. Yeah. And so I have some of that symbolism in there as well. Um, and there's some dark stuff in there. There's obviously murder and there's cults and there's chases and rescues and all that fun stuff. Love it. <laughs> who, who should read this book? Anyone that likes adventure. Okay. Obviously, anyone that likes historical fiction mm-hmm. with a twist of reality, maybe even fantasy. Okay. Okay. I would say the, um, I don't want to sound, it's not like a Game of Thrones because we all know how it ends. Right. Okay? It's not that type of fantasy. Um, but if you ever wonder like what goes on behind the scenes. Okay. Like, oh, what would it like to live in that position? Hmm. Ooh, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you got the fantasy side, you got, it sounds like there's even maybe like a romance. There's a, a there's subtle, a bit of romance, mm-hmm. a bit of romance. Um, and if I wanted to, to get this book, where would I find this book or how would Amazon. I on Amazon? It's on Amazon. Great. Um, anything else that you would love to share or would want our, our listeners to know about the book, about you, you know, anything at all, maybe how to get a hold of you, where to follow you, um, on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Elizabeth Ford summer, straightforward. My name ford like the car summer with an o okay (laughs) s-o-m-m-e-r awesome well hey listen this has been such a treat um having you on um i would invite you guys all please go out uh, go to amazon uh, make sure that you find a knight's faith redeemed be on the lookout for number two and number three a queen and a king's redemption um i'm sure that those are going to be equally as uh as amazing. And, um, be sure to kind of download our podcast, download, um, on any of the platforms. Um, we'd love to, to hear from you. We'd love to have you as a guest on our show. Uh, make sure you, you, you like, and you follow us on all of our social platforms at Brian podcasts and, uh, check us out on brianpodcasts.com.